You're listening to the Just Go Bike Podcast. We're all about the culture of bicycling just for the fun of it. Your host, Kathy Murphy from the Morphology Podcast and Andrea Parrott from Parrot Talk are joined by a wide variety of guests each week that delve into the social side of cycling. With tales from Ragbri Nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. And now, here are your hosts, Murph. Hey, that's me. And AP. And that's me. Hey there, AP. Hi, Murph. What's new with you? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Here we are in, what are we in? Late February. And I've been kind of laying low here in my town where I live, doing some biking outdoors as well as on the trainer, but making plans for future bike adventures. And for me, planning is like half the fun. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, it's incredibly fun to start planning your adventures because, you know, you're sort of beginning to live the experience in your mind ahead of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that part. And speaking of experiences and things you love, you have to tell the listeners about your recent trip to Coralville. Yeah. So recently, my boyfriend Cliff and I got to go to a University of Iowa's women's basketball game Ooh. and see Caitlin Clark win or earn the NCAA women's record for most points made by any basketball player. Oh, my gosh. I watched on television, and I can only imagine what it was like to actually be there and see that happen. It was insane. I think my ears are still ringing. I think I kind of can't hear still <laughs> because it was incredibly loud. Um, just so exciting. Uh, so phenomenal. and Obviously, a record well-earned over games and games and games over her whole college career yeah and then that particular game which I know you know this but listeners might not know she went on to uh make the most points ever 49 points in a game yeah yeah she's phenomenal she's unstoppable and of course the record making point was a three-pointer from like gosh the logo like it was way out there and it just happened so quick it was like within two minutes of the start of the game I mean it was just breathtakingly awesome to be there um and obviously a a once-in-a-lifetime experience I think (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh go Hawkeyes it was incredible um huge shout out to my mom for um offering me the tickets she has season tickets so thank you I mean I can tell that my mom truly loves me (laughs) so (laughs) thank you for that oh my god that is so cool and of course a huge shout out to Caitlin Clark I mean she's amazing she's like she makes national headlines now and then also the whole the whole Hawkeye team and you know Coach Bluter like wow it's it makes me very proud well I'm already proud but it makes me even more proud to be an Iowan I mean those women are good at basketball that was so awesome to see and Um, We're doing some renovations at the office, but I definitely got a poster to hang up (laughs) once we're done finishing the upgrades. So if we ever do a video podcast, you'll see my Caitlin Clark poster in the background. Okay. And I mean, a tiny brag, we both uh, got our pictures taken with Caitlin Clark alive and in person in Coralville (laughs) last year. And I think both of us ended up putting them on Facebook after she made her goal. Oh, we sure did. Um, I mean, it was so cool to get to meet her last June. She was yeah. just as awesome as you would hope in person. They Sometimes they say, don't meet your heroes. But um, Caitlin was someone that I would highly recommend meeting if you get the chance. She was uh, fun and um, just interesting to talk to. And um, she said she might do Ragbri someday. I so, was just going to say, you know. we 
uh, should find out if she enjoys biking because I think she would be a great guest. And I'm being <laughs> selfish because I just want to like talk to her. But uh, it'd be great to get her on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think they let her risk her harming herself <laughs> <laughs> on a bicycle. Uh, but yeah, yeah maybe someday. But. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to today's episode. Do you remember Team RWB on Ragbri? Oh, you bet. They're Team Red, White, and Blue. Yes. Okay. So a very high level Team RWB is it's like a community of veterans, families, and also supporters that are united by teamwork. And this organization, which is teamrwb.org, if you want to go check it out, they help veterans live healthier lives through fitness. And it's a national organization. That's such a cool purpose and such a cool reason to have a cycling team. Uh, I read somewhere that they have over 18,000 annual events across the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both uh, Todd and Paul are going to be on to tell us a little bit about that. Uh, cycling is just one of many, many, many events that they um, talk about. And, of course, one of the events that they do is obviously RAGBRAI, which is why yeah. they were on the pod. So two of the guys that I mentioned, Todd Cowan and Paul Wade will be on or are on to talk a little bit about Team RWB and just some of the fun that they've had on Regbri. Yeah, these guys are great. And I do believe they have been longtime listeners. Oh, you are correct. And I do believe if you listen carefully to the intro, they uh, kind of um, mock us is not the right word, but try and duplicate <laughs> our intro. <laughs> Ooh, uh you know, like, bring it on. I love that. <laughs> like, I would love to see. They probably could do a better job than us. It is hard to talk at the same time. I know, <laughs> I, I know. I don't know what they're imitating exactly, but. Yeah. Um. Well, and Todd was actually on the Morphology podcast several years ago um, to talk about Team RWB and his, one of his first rag rag experiences. So I'll link the episode in our show notes because it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, I remember that. That's awesome. Um, it'll be fun to kind of catch up with him again now that it's been a little bit. Um, something else we should probably put in the show notes is the video that these guys did about how to pack for Ragbri. Oh, for sure. It's like, um, um, I, I'm sure everyone's seen the video that I am doing where I'm showing how to pack for Ragbri. Theirs is similar, but um, double in length. It's about 20 minutes long, but it's they have so many like little funny jokes that they do while they're talking about packing. So it's a very effective tool, you know, to, to put into your tool bag if you're thinking about doing rag bar for the first time. Well, well, I know what I'll be doing after we finish this interview. <laughs> Gotta watch that video. That's right. Uh, but for now, uh, let's get to the interview with Todd and Paul. All right, here we go. I'd like to give a big warm welcome to Todd Cowan and Paul Wade. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Great. That That's T-Dog and that's Paul. Uh, or wait, you are you guys copying what AP and I do? I, I don't know what you're talking about. We're not <laughs> listeners. I, I, don't, I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I don't even... That's not what you said before we pushed record. <laughs> that, that is that is not true. That is, I, I am lying. I have warned uh, Murph that I will fangirl out at some point during this podcast. <laughs> well, it's very nice to have you on the podcast. Todd, you've been on before, as AP and I mentioned in our intro. So it's nice to be able to talk to you guys. I guess we, we actually met in real life 
on RAGBRAI this past year. So it's nice to get to talk to you again. It's great to be here. So, uh, yeah, it was fi- great to finally meet you. Yes. And it, it- it's funny because you posted a picture one time uh, from one of the end towns where you were at the dip site and I was standing right behind you. Oh, but yeah. we had never met. That was a couple years ago because I think I was um, photographing the dream team coming in. And I had right, no idea right. that you were standing right there. And I think you were in your uh, RWB jersey, which is... Yeah, I, it says Enriching Veterans Lives right on, on the shirt standing yeah. right behind you. Oh, it that's... was funny seeing that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, good Lord, I'm standing right there. Yeah, yeah. But we had, we didn't ever actually meet until we did went to the route announcement party last year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we should tell the listeners the reason that you're on the show is to talk about Team RWB. And um, hopefully people know what that organization is all about. Um, But that's why you're on. Perfect. Yeah. So before we get into Team RWB, will each of you tell the listeners where you live and maybe, I don't know, a fun fact about cycling there? So we live in the uh, your exotic neighbor to the south, Missouri, Columbia, <laughs> Missouri, um, and we have the uh, Katie. Everything is great here with cycling. Uh, Todd and I are both uh, cycling commuters, and we just have tons of tracks around the area. Um, Todd, you could talk a little bit about it. Um, sure. There's uh, uh, it's a very very bike friendly town. Uh, there's uh, bike lanes and trails everywhere. We have uh, I ride the MKT just about every day when I'm commuting to work. Uh, the MKT goes is about five miles or six miles out to the Katy Trail from my house. Oh. And so and then Katy Trail, you get out to Hyman Junction, you turn left, you go to St. Louis, you turn right, you go to Kansas City. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we just yeah, it's it's just a great great trail system, and you can just get anywhere. And for somebody who doesn't drive, it's great. Yeah, and we have like tons of uh, mountain bike trails. Um, we've got one of the groups I wanted to throw a shout out to is a group called Local Motion that's here locally that they advocate for like safer streets and more pedestrian options, and they put on events as well um, that we could talk about as well. Um, and there's just all kinds of different racing groups here, uh, riding groups here, doing sh- single track. Uh, just everything you would want to see. Tons of bike shops. It's just a great place to be if you like to if you like to ride a bike. And you mentioned uh, you're both commuters. So is your route to work? Uh, and I think Todd mentioned it. He uses a trail system. Same thing for you, Paul. Or are you on city traffic streets? So I used to. I actually moved here when I used to go to school. I moved here to go to graduate school. We're at the home of the University of Missouri, and it used to be a lot more streets. Uh, mostly in the downtown and then now it's mostly trail until Mm -hmm. I get downtown and then I kind of just move around the area Mm -hmm. that way and like Todd said it's just a great place to be because you are separated from traffic until you get to where the traffic is moving slower so that you can get where you need to go. Yeah that's nice and I can't say enough good things about the KD trail I mean it's it's not a paved trail but wow well-maintained little towns all along it it's it's really cool it's a, it's great to just hop on the katie trail and we had to roach for it all the time and uh for breakfast and stuff like that and i mean paul and i have a million adventures out on the katie trail so excellent I think uh, I... one time it was oh, i'm sorry one time it was very warm like it uh is not going to be here shortly 
and we went in the winter and we went riding out and we got of course it got dark quick and uh todd almost hit a cow on the trail so <laughs> that's the one thing that's the one downside <laughs> is there's no that's, cars but there sometimes you'll get a cow that's on the loose. that's a that's a true story we we, we saw you know a cow pie on the way on the way out and uh i identified it as a cow pie, out as a cow pie being uh, an original iowan i know what those look like sure but i i didn't know what like why is there a cow pie in the middle of the trail there's no pastures or anything like that out there and so uh then on our way back i was looking down to make sure that we didn't hit it and we're riding at night with with lights on and Sure enough, the cow was right in front of me, so I had to slam on my brakes. But <laughs> and cows are not very small; those are huge animals. No, no, <laughs> no. The, it was a sneaky the, cow. My, my biggest regret is not getting a picture with the cow and Paul and I. <laughs> with the cow. <laughs> I had a similar experience. Uh, we were bagging out to Ragbri one year, and we were on the Cedar Valley Nature Trail in an area that it was unpaved. And apparently there were pastures around because we were cruising along and we see a a cow come out of nowhere and start running down the trail the same direction that we were, you know, riding. And so we're like, what is, what, what is, is that really a cow? And then it jumped back off the trail and went into a cow pasture. So we, um. Uh, we did get a photograph, but it's a little blurry because everyone's like, probably like you guys, like, is what? Is that real? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I know you guys have plenty of stories to tell us about biking and ragbri and all that good stuff. But let's get into what Team RWB is. And, you know, the obvious question to start with is what does it stand for? Uh, Team RWB stands for Team Red, White, and Blue. It was established in 2010. Mm. Paul, you want to? Paul's been a member longer than I have, so he can give like a little bit better history. Yeah, I mean, it was started in 2010, uh, just when the founder got together with a bunch of friends to run a marathon, and it was something that I joined when I was on active duty in about 2012. Uh, we do all kinds of events. I think Todd, you have like a complete list of events, right? Uh, we run, walk, jog, ruck, hike, bike, yoga, CrossFit, tacos, breakfast. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, so our, our mission is to enrich veterans' lives, and uh, we do that through those events that you have there. We're forming America's leading health and wellness uh, organization for veterans, and so uh, we're basically just a, a positive outlet for veterans to get into and connect them to their communities. Um, if you look at studies, they show that most Americans live within 18 miles of their mother, um, which means that they're, you know, they're very connected to their community. Veterans are much more likely to settle somewhere other than where they're from. Mm. Uh, Todd already said he's from Iowa. I'm originally from Illinois and I live in Missouri. Uh, so Team RWB is like really helpful in connecting us to the community and we're open to everybody that wants to join. So even if you're not a veteran, if the closest veteran that you have that served to you is your great grandfather who fought in the civil war, Mm -hmm. um, as long as you're out there and you're just want to make your community stronger by welcoming people into the community um, in a very healthy way, uh, you know, and, and not so healthy that you have to be, you know, running marathons. But uh, like Todd said, uh, we also do breakfast and we also, you know, just ride bikes for fun. Um, come on out and join the team. And is it is it specific to Missouri or are there no, branches everywhere? 
Right. There's over two hundred. There's close to two hundred chapters nationwide, oh. and uh, so I mean, there's one one for everybody. They also do national events um, such as the Ragbri and Ragnar and uh, some of the other ones, the uh, Marine Corps Marathon, and then uh, now they're focused. They're doing uh, a lot more uh, national events at the national level, such as what they call uh, the monthly, uh, monthly missions. The monthly missions, right? And uh, so. Like um, we'll have like the 9-11 stair climb, uh, the Mogadishu mile mm. in, in a particular month. And every chapter is uh, doing those particular events. And what the whole goal is just to get people out into the community and doing stuff active centered around health and wellness. And uh, it's it's really if uh, if you join, I mean, it's if you don't join, it's just because you hate fun. <laughs> so. <laughs> and do you guys know the website off the top of your heads to be able to share with listeners? Sure. It's teamrwb.org. Oh, that's easy enough. Okay. You can, uh, you can join, donate, or shop. <laughs> so, okay. And joining is free and it's open to everybody. And if you're a, uh, if you are a veteran, you get a free t-shirt with it, which is a pretty cool, it's like a, a mesh uh, fabric that's good for working out. So uh, it's a really good deal if you just want to go to the gym and something that looks nice and, and moisture wicks. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have a, a team on RAGBRAI. And we were talking about this before we pushed record. Uh, the interview I had with Dr. Kella Price, who uh, rode her bike with the shelter box, she briefly mentioned Team RWB. And um, we talked a little bit about Todd for a second. So that's kind of a interesting segue into talking about RAGBRAI again. Sure. I, the first RAGBRAI I did was 2018. And oh. I, I, my main motivation was just because it went past my, where I grew up. And so, and it went, you know, the same route last year, pretty much as the one in 2018. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it went, uh, right past, you know, where I grew up. I stopped last year and made like a little video of, uh, you know, outside of Luther, Iowa, mm -hmm. where, uh, on the gravel road that I, I rode my mini bike down there when I was 10 years old and watched the very first rag break come oh, through. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I did my first one in 2018 and told Paul how great it was. And I said, you know, but I think I'm one and done. And then like a week later I signed up. So for the next one, so, uh, <laughs> so he's, he's really short I, selling it. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And so we did our first one together in 2019 and uh, the first year I did it, we had 12 people from Team Red, White, and Blue, wow. the, uh, week-long riders. And then I think the year that Paul went, we had 14, and it's just kind of grown since then. And now uh, our goal this year is to have 80 week-long campers wow. along with – we have uh, uh, RVers as well. And so, uh, I mean, and, uh, we'll certainly welcome anybody else that wants to come with us. Uh, so uh, we we use OOS for our SAG service for our baggage service, and uh, it's we all camp together, and uh, we we it's just a fun time. And we build our own of our own rag bike community, uh, you know, for for just the same way we're building communities in each town. Mm -hmm. And I was just gonna say, when you talk about you know you're looking to get t upwards towards eighty campers or eighty riders this year. 
do you guys all know each other or is the common connection team RWB and then you by the end of the week you guys are probably all you know best friends well I think that's where Todd was kind of uh selling it short is Todd became friends with everybody on that first ride um and that's kind of how it works is there's going to be people that show up that have been doing rag with team red white and blue for a while and then there's going to be people who show up the first time and i remember we we brought a friend here from columbia who is also a member of team rwb and he forgot like he packed his gloves for his bike and they were already on the back of the baggage truck they're like way packed up there and he goes i don't know what to do and i was like hey who who wants some you know does anyone have some gloves and one of the guys had not taken his baggage in there and he's digging through his stuff going here you go man here's mm. here's some gloves and that was the one thing he remarked on was like how um how everybody became a friend almost immediately like everybody's family like we sit around the um area and we sit there and you will make friends for the rest of your life like we're all on the facebook page or whatever and we're still friends we look forward to seeing each other every year and it's just one of those things um and if you're a veteran I, it should really come as no surprise because it, veterans you join your unit you're kind of the new guy you're kind of the outcast and then you go out to the field or do something that stinks for about two weeks at a time and then you come back and next thing you know everybody in the unit is kind of friends with everybody else because they had this shared hardship experience and so not saying that ragbri is super hard but it is one of those things where you kind of go through you know you're going to have to ride you know if you ride the century day or if you do something you're going to become friends with each other and it was really apparent when we showed up that first so todd did it todd did it that first year And then he came back and was like, I don't think I'm ever going to do that. And then a month later, he's like, I'm thinking about signing for Ragbri. And then November 15th rolls around and he texts me. He's like, I'm signing for Ragbri. You should do Ragbri with me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, the next thing I know, yeah, we're having the – we're having the uh, router announcement party at his house and it's literally just me, him and our wives. And, the, and, and we put it on the big screen and Todd's like got a piece of paper and he's writing down all the names of the towns as they're there. I still remember his wife saying like, it's going to be online, like in a minute, like you don't have to, you don't have to write it down. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't wait a minute. Uh, I had to write them down. I used to be the exact same way. I mean, even yeah. though you're right, it would be on you know Facebook <laughs> within minutes. But <laughs> um, does the team go into Ragbri with a goal? You know, I, obviously you just said about you know get, gaining that sense of community. But do you do it as a fundraiser or awareness for Red, White, and Blue? We we, we put. I mean, we'd love to put our name out there. Uh, so that everybody knows about Team RWB. We run into veterans that have never heard of it mm. before. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's a good recruiting tool. Uh, we want to get our name out there. We don't use it as a fundraiser, um, really. Um, you know, we tell people if they go to the website or whatever, they can certainly donate. Right. I mean, we're not going to turn down any donations, of course. But uh, for the most part, you know, it's just about uh, building a sense of community and yeah. doing something as a group, you know, and uh, our group is just kind of le- kind of keeps growing just like any uh, any group would do. And based on the small amount of time in my life that I have talked to you two, I already know that you guys are a, a hoot to be around and you have a lot of fun together. And I have proof of it <laughs> because I have a photograph of I think it's me and AP and then you two. And you guys have the fat heads that we had during the Ragbri Expo, right? That was last year, yeah. Yeah. 
We just ordered new fat heads for this coming year because that big storm that came through on Friday in Coralville, um, our fat heads did not make it. So we, we just uh, ordered some new ones. So they'll be back. Here's the real question. Were they blown away? And because if they were, I imagine that somewhere at a high school gymnasium <laughs> in Iowa, somebody is holding up those fat heads to distract someone as they shoot a free throw. No, right? we have them in our possession. They are just waterlogged. So, <laughs> Well, how about uh, some fun memories that you can share with listeners about your RAGBRAI experiences? Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I was going to say, I, I mean, I... I have always loved RAGBRAI, and uh, I think my first time, I remember my very first day of RAGBRAI, I just remember it being, it rained that morning, and mm. it was super cold, uh, and I can't, it was 2019, I can't remember what the, it was at Council Bluffs, I can't remember what town we were going out of, but I remember all the uh, people, like, lining the streets and yelling at us, and it was just like, like, you know, just, like, cheering us on and being happy, and I just remember thinking how awesome it was. And then it was so cold that day. There was a girl who rode with us, um, and she was she was very tiny, and she was shaking at oh, one point because wow. she was just so cold. And this these people came up to us, and they thought that me and Todd were like harassing her, like trying like making her keep going, even <laughs> though she didn't want to go because she was shaking so much. And and when we ended, and I want to say it went to Emmitsville, uh, and so we go there, and we're and we're in our uh, tents or something. We go out to eat. Uh, that night and Todd Todd was like are you having a good time are you having a good time and he told me later that he was just really worried that because he had convinced me to go that I was going to be like this is terrible I can't believe Todd had me do this like this right. is just the worst time ever and it ended up like I loved it I I mean I just I had a great time like I knew it was it was just a bad it was one you know kind of nasty day out of a week that was otherwise amazing but it was just great and we went to a place that is now shut down called oinkers oh and uh just the ability to go to a place called oinkers is in and of itself a tremendous uh opportunity if you don't get anything so yeah, that was probably i mean one of the most ragby things you could ever hear is asking one of the locals if something was nearby where you could eat and they say well oinkers is right down there <laughs> And it's like, well, I know exactly where we're eating. <laughs> you have to, right? Right. You can't go anywhere but Oinkers. Yeah. And, and when and I that was in Atlantic, Iowa. Yeah. Atlantic. Oh, Atlantic. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to, you know, when you think about Ragbri, it's kind of the same as what Todd said, where, you know, like this past year, right? Ragbri fifty so many people and it got so hot and then that big storm like i i think i was beyond tired and that first day back home you know you're getting your laundry done and airing everything out you're like i don't know if i want to do this again and i think it probably took me maybe one good night's sleep and then i'm like oh yeah i cannot wait to go back it was funny because we we had somebody that they did their first rag bray I think in 2022 and, uh, uh, and she, she rode up there with us and we were on our way back and she was saying, yeah, I think I'm one and done, you know, her and her boyfriend had done it with us and stuff like that. And, uh, they were members of team RWB. And so we always hang out with them. And, uh, she said, yeah, I just really think I'm one and done on that. And she had no plans to do it again. And then, uh, like, uh, her boyfriend sent us a test and said, uh, I don't, 
I'm not going to say Pam has changed her mind, but uh, she just sent me a list of things we need to buy for the next drag ride. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so for, for me, I always enjoy like the little things on Ragbri. Like I remember driving, riding along and seeing there's a guy on like an old tiny bicycle and he looked like he was in like a French art film to include wearing clogs. He rode it, rode the entire oh, day wow. like, in 2019. And I asked him if anything was changed. He's like, well, the only thing is I put clips on my clogs which I thought was amazing. And you always see the guys on like, there's somebody riding a penny farthing. Mm. And then there's always, you know, there's always those kinds of things that are happening along the way. And then I just always like in meeting all the people and then telling like the little stupid jokes. Like there's the Norwegian uh, tandem bike I saw last year. And whenever they rode by, I always looked at whoever was next to me and said, I heard they got here on a fjord. <laughs> so, um, and then, and it always got a little laugh, which always made me happy. Yeah. And then we, we had another friend who, like, he rode kind of on his own for the time, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and dime him out, but he he came back, and I was like, well, did anything happen today? And he's like, yeah, I arm wrestled an old lady, and I was like, what? And he said he was at some lady's house, and she had an arm wrestling uh, contraption set up to where it was like an arm wrestling table. And she was giving out like free drinks or something. And so he was like, who arm wrestles? And she said, I, well, I do. And then he's like, he, he paid her five bucks to arm wrestler. And then he lost. I was just going to say, are you going to tell us if he won or lost? <laughs> and that was, that was the highlight of, I was like, that is the most ragbri story I've ever heard in my life. And his name talking about this. And his name was Todd Cowan. <laughs> It was not Todd Cowan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would have stopped if I would have saw somebody with a professional arm wrestling table in their yard. I don't care how old they are or any. I'm not arm wrestling them. <laughs> and then, and then to all ragbri, like it, as the days went by, her the tail of her grew and grew to where she had one arm that was larger than the other, and she became much older than she really was. It was like you know, it was, it was all it was a lot of fun. So definitely at someone else's expense. So yeah, that, yeah, that's always a good time. And do you guys camp, or are you one of the ones that are in the RVs? We camp. Okay, okay. So that yeah. in itself is kind of a interesting dynamic to Ragbri because, you know, you bike all day and you meet people and you have fun and, you know, whatever you do. But then it's a whole different set of memories sleeping in a tent on the ground, you know, with temperatures or rain or everyone unzipping their tent. Exactly. Uh, I was just going to say the one thing that uh, I think about the tent camping is a lot of times people, when I talk to them about Ragbri, they're always concerned about tent camping, especially veterans are like, I don't like staying in tent. I didn't like staying in tents when I was there, but I always have an inflatable mattress and a little electric fan mm -hmm. and everything. If you look up, uh, this is an interesting interview because if you look up like Ragbri packing on YouTube, I think videos that contain us are actually the number one and two videos oh, between sweet. me you and Murph and so like we actually that's one of the things we talk about is like the electric fans in the video um and so you know it's so it's not like you're roughing it but it's also not like you're sleeping in a hotel room but it's kind of like that medium kind of thing there because there's always so many places that will even if you just go with ragbri alone you know you get 50 pounds of gear you know so you're setting up your tent and you get other kind of stuff in there with in your tent with you right that you're using for that so you can still set up like a fan or something like that and also it's iowa so except for last year it's never the heat has not been 
oppressive. Last year, even after the sun went down last year, it still cooled off a little bit. So, And now, time for a training tip. Let's talk about consistency. Consistency is a crucial element in any training program, including bicycle training. Here are a few insights to think about when it comes to your training. First off, establish a routine. Set a regular schedule for your training sessions, whether it's daily, several times a week, weekly, whatever. Having a routine makes it easier to integrate cycling into your lifestyle. And while having a routine is important, life can be unpredictable. Be adaptable and willing to adjust your training plan when necessary. If you miss a session, don't be discouraged. Focus on getting back on track. Progression over perfection. Consistency is more about regularity and progress over time than achieving perfection in every training session. Some days you may feel stronger than others. Some days the weather may play a factor. All of that's okay. The key is to keep moving forward. And celebrate small wins. Acknowledge and celebrate your achievements no matter how small. Whether it's completing a challenging hill climb, achieving a new distance, or maybe improving your speed, recognizing your progress can boost your motivation. Listen to your body. Pay attention to how your body feels. If you're consistently fatigued or experiencing any pain, it Maybe a sign that you need more rest or a lighter training load. Ignoring these warning signs early can lead to overtraining and some pretty terrible setbacks. Set realistic goals. While it's essential to have ambitious goals, make sure they're realistic and achievable within your fitness level. Think about the long-term benefits and visualize yourself as an improved version of of you. And finally, find accountability partners. Training with a friend or joining a cycling group, it provides external motivation and accountability. Knowing that others are counting on you can make it more likely that you'll stick to your training plan. Remember, consistency is not about perfection, but about making a commitment to your training over the long term. It's the cumulative effect of regular, purposeful efforts that lead to improvement and success in cycling. Now back to the show. Well, yeah. what other adventures have you guys been on that you want to share with us? Uh, I'll, I'll bring up one. We, uh, Paul and I, one year we had, uh, the year that Ragbri got canceled, we, uh, that was the year we did the whole Katie trail. Mm. And uh, I just really wanted to do something epic because I mean, with no rag bribe, we had to do something. So we we came up, we even named it Todd and Paul's Epic Week of Riding Missouri. <laughs> or if you can kind of figure out the acronym for that, it's tapeworm. <laughs> so we so we so we did the whole Katy Trail in four days. Uh, and we thought we'd really accomplish something by doing it in four days. And then like two weeks later, some girl did it in 24 hours. Oh, and my so, gosh. Yeah. So we, yeah, we, we kind of felt a little bad about that, but you know, kudos to her. <laughs> well, you can always go back we, and try again. 
So we, we yeah, we we were always on the Katy Trail. We just did the Rock Island Trail, this uh, portion of it last year after we got done with Ragbri. So, which it's um, going to go all the way from the so once the Rock Island is completed, which I I'm not sure. I w- I was joking with Todd that we were not going to get into the uh, vagaries of the law and the problems with the Rock Island trail completion, because I knew that your listeners would not want to be subjected to 30 minutes of uh, legal discussion, but that um, once it's completed, it's going to go all the way to the Arrowhead stadium where the Kansas city chiefs play. Oh. So you could ride all the way from St. Louis to there. And so we rode the portion that is complete so far all the way to Windsor, uh, which is on the Katy trail itself. Uh, and that was a lot of fun too. And it's, it's basically the same thing. It's that crushed limestone, mm. uh, trail and it's super nice. I will say this to anybody who rides Ragbri, cause the, one of the things that, uh, Todd didn't mention is we were like, oh, well, 60 days on Ragbri is nothing. 60 or sorry, 60 miles on Ragbri is nothing. 60 miles on the Katy trail is going to be super easy. And because it's that like softer trail, and it's just kind of flat. You don't get the up, you know, you don't get any kind of like gravity working with you situation. It's actually like a, a lot harder to do 60 miles on the KD, I thought at least, than it was to do 60 miles on oh, Ragbride. I completely it's so, it's, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Even you would think because it's flat or whatever, like this is going to be so easy, but it's not. Well, you never stop pedaling because you never yes. really can coast, you know, like what you spoke to. Right. Exactly. That's what- that's what I say. I ride 70 miles on the KD before I do Ragbri, and I know I'm done. I know I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I did 70 miles on the KD. Or I, but what I do is I ride out. A lot of times I'll ride out to Rocheport and get breakfast with somebody like Todd or something, and then I'll ride around town. We have a bunch of trails around town that are a lot like the KD um, that ride through the area, and then I'll ride the rest of those to get my 70 miles in, and then I know I'm good to go. I pronounce myself Ragbri ready um, right, that I can right. do that. But that's and I say that and I t- I tell people I pronounce you Ragbri ready, um, <laughs> as though I am the one who pronounces people to be that. But one of the fun things that I think uh, is not been talked about is Todd just got a hip replacement and he's going to do Ragbri this year. <laughs> wow! And well, Todd, yeah. you say you made it sound like uh, my hip replacement was fun. It, well, <laughs> so tell everybody about your trip to go get your hip replaced, Todd. Oh, I rode my bike to my hip replacement surgery. I, I I just wanted to get one more ride in, and so yeah, wow. I, I rode from my house to hip replacement surgery. Wow! And you're already back to commuting, right? You're healthy enough that you're uh, back. Yeah, I rode my bike for the first time like a, a week ago, and then uh, I saw my uh, surgeon in the elevator, and uh, he thought I was crazy because it's only like 20 degrees outside. So I <laughs> I promised him that I wouldn't ride when it was icy or anything. So, but there was a snowstorm when I went rode home that night. Wow! <laughs> so you lied to your surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Now that's an adventure in itself. Yeah, me and Paul's whole life is an adventure. So, <laughs> and I'm assuming I I probably shouldn't, but I'm assuming that you guys will be back for Ragbri Fifty One. Oh yeah. Yes, we are both already signed up. And we are the organizers for this year's uh, Team Red, White, and Blue team. So, yeah, we're clocked in. We have our jerseys designed, uh, everything. We're ready to go. And just so everyone knows, if they want to sign up for our uh, Ragbri team, it's donate.teamrwb.org backslash rwbragbri. 
uh, and that's all one word. And then you can also just buy a jersey if you're if you just want to support RWB or be a member of the team, but you have like you're riding with your family or you're doing something else, you can still get a jersey. Just show up on the first day when we do our little intro, and we'll hand you a jersey. We're, and then you we're can not just, mailing you know, out any jerseys. Yeah. You have to be at yeah. our camp on day sure. zero. But but uh, and then also uh, you have to be a member of Team RWB, so yeah. which is yeah. free to join anyway. So okay. sign and, up. And we will yeah. put the link in our show notes yeah. so uh, okay. people can reference that while yeah. they're listening. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good. Having, yeah. Most most everybody's getting their information through our Facebook page. And so uh, if, you, if somebody wanted to just join that, I mean, it's uh, Team RWB Ragbri 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said that's a Facebook right. page? Yeah. Okay, good, good. That's our Facebook group, so... Okay, good. Well, uh, let's see. I, I at least want to ask this question because I feel like you'd have both have a really good answer. But is there any advice that either of you or both of you would want to give people who are wanting to get active? Besides, you can't just say join Team RWB because we already know that. <laughs> I th- I would say just, uh, I mean, starting is the hardest part. Mm. That's the way I feel. Once you start and once you set a goal and uh that's that's my biggest thing is uh i always find it easier to set a goal paul and i both signed up for a triathlon in june so we we're both committed to doing the 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 work to to be able to do that and not look stupid and everything like that so uh so we we have to train for it and Mm -hmm. that's the that's the biggest thing so we've set a goal we're both going to do this triathlon in jefferson city and so uh, we, you know, that's that's our goal. And so we got to get back at it. I, I was actually going to tell, say the same thing about goal setting. When I first joined RWB, I was stationed in Louisiana, and I would just kind of go do the runs and do the rides. And then there was a duathlon that was taking place in Baton Rouge, and called Gator Tracks. And I remember I thought that I would die if I didn't train. And so I lost a bunch of weight training for it, just getting ready. And it really started with setting the goal that I was going to do it and committing to doing it Mm -hmm. because that kind of forced me to do, to get kind of off my butt and do what I needed to do. Um, As a side note, I did the duathlon on a mountain bike because that was the only bike I owned at the time. Oh wow! And I will tell you that when I I did really well on the two mile run, because at the time I was in the army. And so I, I was really good at two mile runs. And then I got on my bike, started riding, and then I passed this one guy who was right in front of me, and then he passed me, then somebody else passed me, then some old people passed me, then a little <laughs> kid passed me, and then I was <laughs> feeling really bad. <laughs> but, I, but I felt good when I got back on the because there was a run at the end of it, too, and I was running, and somebody said, wasn't that the guy on the mountain bike? How is he still alive? And I was like, <laughs> I felt really good at that point. So. <laughs> Oh, I will say awesome. this to you, Kathy. Like I, 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 I'll admittedly, I had a, like a really horrible rag ride last year. My my hip was really bothering me, and I couldn't ride every single day. And so uh, there was a couple of days that I sat out. And so um, this year, somebody told me, you, you know, well, if you do it again in 2024, we understand. You know, you don't have to, you know, do every single day if you don't want to, and all this other stuff. But I'm pretty determined right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was depressed after I got home last year and, uh, that depression's turned into determination. And so I, I will ride every inch of rag bri this year in wow. 2024. So. And with a new hip, it'll be your hips first yeah. rag bri. 
That's true. That is true. So. Well, and what I'm hearing, you know, as you guys are speaking to, you know, getting more active um, is also the accountability. I mean, you're you both decided to sign up for a triathlon and like even though it might be for, you know, for fun, but being able to like text each other like, hey, did you go swim today or hey, did you do this today? Like that's um at least for me, it's very motivating because I'm like, I know somebody else is counting on me to participate in the same event. And, you know, a lot of people could say that about Ragbri too. You're absolutely right. And that's one of the things that I tell people all the time is because like, I've had people say like, well, I'd like to do Ragbri. And then they basically want me to show up at their house at five o'clock every morning and be like, Hey, let's go on, let's go for a ride. Like, oh, let's sure. go for a ride. I can't, I can't do that. Like you're going to have to get up and work yourself but I can do like once a week I can do a ride with you mm-hmm. or hey I can motivate you and you can motivate me and we can do stuff like that because me and Todd as much as we ride together you know we we also do a lot of stuff apart that we have to do even you know even though we live in the same town so like for us to all be able to do that those things whether it's running or um biking or do, doing the swim portion of the uh triathlon it's we we can't always do it together and and you kind of have to take it upon yourself to want to do that Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things i think it really helps people and it makes them uh better people at the end of the day because you're doing something for yourself and you're doing something with other people as well for sure and that's a good segue into telling everyone one more time about team rwb as far as like contact and um, i want to reiterate that it's an organization that you don't have to pay money to be a member. Is that correct? That's correct. The only time you ever have to pay any money is if there's like a specific event. Like if we, if we piggyback and create an event for a 5k that's in town, well, you may, you know, to run that 5k, you have to pay an entry fee. We, Mm -hmm. we don't pay. I mean, that's the only part that pay, you know, that, uh, that would cost you money. Um, all of our events are free. The ones that we have here are biking events and our running events. We do rucking, we do yoga. We do, I mean, just do everything that, uh, it's all centered around health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And Tell t- them about bikes and breakfast. Oh, bikes and breakfast. We, uh, we ride out, we uh, start here in town and then we ride out to the Katy trail out to McBain, which Kathy, you're probably aware of, mm-hmm. you you've, and then McBain before. Yep, yep. And then our, uh, we have a social team, which is Paul's wife and my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, they set up and uh, they serve breakfast out there. And so it's six miles out and six miles back. Uh, or I'm sorry, four and a half out, four and a half back. And, you know, for me and Paul, that's, you know, nothing to ride that. But for some people, I mean, that's their, that's their, their biggest biking event that they will ever do. Oh, so sure. they're, you know, they have the, gratification of uh of doing a nine mile ride so uh but yeah bikes and breakfast is we we usually have like 25 or 30 people doing that wow and i'm assuming some are brand new riders and then some are there for the social aspect so that it probably is a really good team it is correct um we i mean we even lend them bikes like if somebody doesn't have a bike i don't have a bike i can't do it well yeah you can because Paul and I own, we own about 75 bikes. So. <laughs> I thought that was like a uh, rule number one of owning a lot of bikes is to never actually acknowledge how many bikes you have. 
It's always N plus one. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, guys, I am so appreciative that we were able to have this time to, you know, laugh and talk and and promote the team Red, White and Blue. Kathy, we we, uh, love being on the podcast. I know Paul has, uh, after the last podcast, he knew exactly when, like during the podcast, how many minutes into the podcast, Paul, did it take for me to mention you? I don't know, but it was, there is a part that's queued up in my phone where you are, sound like you're ripping on me pretty hard. <laughs> and so I want to make sure that I, I joked about that. I was going to have five good minutes on Todd here to, to go over all, all of his shortcomings, but I've decided to keep that out. You're right. Days. Right. Right. All I said was that, after the first rag bride that Paul did, not a day goes by that he doesn't text me or call me and we have a discussion about rag bride. Our wives absolutely hate us <laughs> when we, because that's usually all we talk about. The opposite is also true. So, yeah. <laughs> Constantly. So, yeah. And I can't wait to see everybody again next year. So if you see me on the um, ride, please come up and say hi or something like that. So or yeah, hear my watch, voice. One of, watch our packing video. So and then uh, you'll see us out on the out at Ragbri. Yeah, and we um what we want to see the New Jerseys too when you get to the point where uh, they're public. Yeah, they're pretty public. We've been showing them to everybody that uh that is potentially going to sign up with us and everything. So yeah, if you sign up for Team Red, White, and Blue, mm-hmm. and then go to the if you want information about Ragbri, go to the uh, Team RWB Ragbri 2024 Facebook page. And the the jerseys are on there. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Good. All right, guys. Designed by Paul and I. So Designed by yeah. you guys? Yeah, we oh. designed them. And, and Primal. Uh, so we just kind of put some chicken scratches down, and they made them look really good. Ah, oh, so, very yeah, good. Yeah, that's true. True. Very yeah. good. Well, thanks again so much for coming on the podcast, and uh, we will see you in July, if not sooner. All right, Kathy. We'll see you later. Thanks for having us. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Go Bike podcast. Murph and AP will be back next week. In the meantime, check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. And if you would like to contact Murph and AP with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, email them at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. Until next time, just go fight! Theme song by Ryan Steer, logo by Suzanne Milosevic, produced by Kathy Murphy, Social media by Andrea Parrott. Intro by Pumpkin. Until next time, just go bike.